Good afternoon and welcome to Power for the People here on Solar Power, WERU-FM 89.9 in Blue Hill, 99.9 in Bangor, and of course everywhere in our solar system at WERU.org. Uh, I'm your host, Steve Cowell. Power for the People regularly covers energy technology and homeowner solutions that relate to your energy budget. Uh, and yes, your climate impact, if that concerns you. And that is exactly where we're going to go today with uh, my occasional program with staff from Efficiency Maine. Uh, and I do think that Efficiency Maine is our not-so-secret weapon to reduce energy costs and reduce greenhouse gases here in the state of Maine and to help us pay for it. Um, and uh, I will mention that I'm a bit of a poster child for Efficiency Maine and their rebates, having evolved my home from that I bought in 2015 from oil-fired and oil-hot-water-fired uh, uh, to 100% electric, uh, and it reduced the energy, the household energy bill from about $3,500 uh, to about $1,200 last year. It'll be higher this year, but huge savings. Uh, and it's more than paid back the things that I've spent. And we can talk about that later in the program if we have time. So um, welcome to you both. Again, uh, Bridget Gifford and Andy Meyer are the senior program managers at Efficiency Maine, and they're here to summarize the current rebates and incentives. Uh, so welcome, both of you. Glad you're on the show. Uh, and uh, if you want to take a couple of minutes to give a little bit more information on, on your background and what your specific roles are at Efficiency Maine, that would probably help. Uh, Andy, you want to go first? Yeah, thanks, Steve. Thanks for asking. And thanks so much for having us on the show. We really appreciate this opportunity to reach out to, to your listeners. Um, my background, um, I went to Bowdoin College, got a degree in chemistry. I spent eight years um, in high tech. I spent 14 years in marketing and biotech. And I've been working at Efficiency Maine now for 14 years, um, working with Bridget as one of the residential program managers. And um, I manage three programs, our program for heat pumps, insulation, biomass boilers, and geothermal heat pumps that's um, implemented by independent installers. I also manage our distributor program that um, discounts heat pump water heaters and ECM circulator pumps sold through distributors, typically to plumbers. And I manage our retail program that discounts heat pump water heaters and uh, offers rebates for clothes washers. And I also support our central call center. That's my background and my role. Oh, that's pretty, that's a big deal. And obviously with, uh, with the years you put in there, you graduated from Bowdoin when you were six, is that right? I was six, <laughs> yes, yes. And <laughs> okay. I just turned 29. Yeah, All right, perfect. It's 14 years. Bridget? Uh, thank you, Steve. So my name is Bridget Gifford. I too am a program manager with Efficiency Maine um, on the residential side of the house. And my responsibilities are, are low and moderate income households. So all of those measures that Andy mentioned and for homeowners who are low or moderate income, those are enhanced rebates. So Efficiency Maine has a larger rebate for those folks. Um, and I've been with Efficiency Maine for about seven years now. Okay. And, uh, and and that's a, a good little lead in there to the fact that I think the income basis uh, evaluation for efficiency mean is somewhat somewhat new. And so let's uh, let's be sure to come back and, and focus on that for places that uh, that make sense. Um, uh, let's also take a minute. Uh, I'm assuming that most people know this, but that's just me uh, to summarize how efficiency main is funded. Because my my understanding is that uh, very little or perhaps none of the main general budget goes into efficiency main. So can we can we uh, summarize that in a minute or two? 
I, I, I could speak to that. We're funded many ways, and you're right, none are taxes. Um, we're funded by people's electric bills, um, and we use that money to help reduce electric a waste of electricity. Um, we're funded by the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative, RGGI, often known as REGI, which is an auction that we do not manage, but um, fossil fuel power plants in Maine have to buy allowances before they emit pollution. And though we don't run that exchange, all the proceeds come to us and we use that to help encourage people to make investments uh, in energy efficiency that reduce greenhouse gases. Um, we're also uh, funded by ISO New England Power Grid. When they need more capacity, they go out to bid and coal plants bid and natural gas plants bid and hydro dams bid. And we sit at the same table and we bid. And we bid rather than generating more capacity, we say if we're funded, we will inspire people to waste less electricity and free up capacity. And we always win because efficiency is cheaper than generation. So that actually lowers everyone's bills because we provide capacity cheaper than any generator can. Um, and we also help, even, even if you don't participate in the program, electric rates will go, will go down as a result of that. And we use that funding to inspire people to waste less electricity, which frees up existing capacity so none has to be, uh, so that it doesn't have to be generated. And we also have miscellaneous sources. Um, for like example, the, the Volkswagen deal when when they precisely. penalized, and that's, that's funding the efficiency main rebates for electric vehicles, that sort of precisely. thing. Right. Precisely. Precisely. We had nothing to do with the lawsuit, but that was a significant chunk of funding too. Yeah. So many, and, and uh, Steve, it's a good question because you'll find our rules on different programs are a little bit different, and that's because they're funded by different sources with slightly different intents. Um, so that, that's how we're funded. All right. And again, that's a, that's a really good summary. Uh, we have covered uh, Reggie on this program, but I do love the the line that efficiency is cheaper than generation. Uh, and a variation on that theme that relates to what we're talking about is that efficiency is cheaper than paying for more energy when you don't need to. And, uh, in, you know, to take my house, for example, that I'm, I'm saving, you know, more than $2,000 a year on the energy bill from the previous owner. Uh, and, um, and it didn't cost me that much to get there, thanks to you guys. All right. Uh, so that's that's perfect. Thank you for that. So just uh, a, a quickie here. Uh, you are listening to Power for the People here on WERU-FM, 89.9 in Blue Hill, 99.9 in Bangor. And my guests are senior, senior program managers at Efficiency Maine, Indy Meyer and Bridget Gilford, Gifford. So thank you both very much for being on, on board. So uh, there's, a, there's a nice summary table on the Efficiency Maine website, which is efficiencymaine.com, uh, that, uh, that I... Uh, printed a copy of and then realized that I actually had a copy that from the Efficiency Main meeting in Freeport a, a couple of months ago. Uh, and I think the big picture is that it makes sense to kind of check our way down through that list. Uh, but I also got uh, just the other day a summary from the Maine Governor's Office on our progress on the Maine Energy Plan, Maine Won't Wait. Uh, and uh, there, there's a lot of parallels between the two and Maine's success in meeting goals for the Energy Office are in part, perhaps a large part, due to what Efficiency Maine does. And so uh, I've got that in front of me, uh, and I'm going to try to to kind of see if that can meld our conversation relative to the table that is on your website. Uh, and by the way, the uh, you can click on residential incentives on your website, and you can also click on commercial and industrial incentives. And, and to me, the, the commercial industrial, they're going to know more about it because they're in the business. And so we're going to focus on residential here uh, relative to the, the listeners that I think that are out there. 
So the, the, the governor's office report uh, referred to uh, started with heat pumps and referred to the fact that we've installed more than 115,000 uh, cold climate heat pumps uh, in Maine since, um, I don't know, 2016 or something like that, 15. Uh, and we've surpassed the original goal. The governor has set a new goal, and this says uh, 175,000. I thought it was 200,000. 175,000 is enough, Steve. Don't, don't, don't. Count. I thought she, I thought she changed that in a press release with other governors around the, the region. But anyway, we won't go there. Doesn't matter. That's a lot of, it's a lot of heat pumps. I mean, it's on the order of 300,000 heat pumps is the goal by 2027. Uh, and just for reference, don't we have like 400,000 homes? 600,000 homes. It's oh, 600,000 homes. Okay. Yes. What the, uh, number of people in a home is smaller than I thought it was. But anyway, so that's still getting half of the homes uh, onto heat pumps. Uh, I have two. Uh, and I, as I drive around the neighborhood, it's not half, but there's our goal. Uh, and so uh, the the rules and incentives for heat pumps. So when, when I got my two, uh, I think I got $500 back for the first one and 250 for the second one, if I remember correctly, 2016 and 2017. Uh, they're significantly different than that now. Uh, and so let's talk about that and and Bridget, the heat, the income issue is in there. Uh, but let me also remind people that you can get, uh, I guess it's 30% back from the from Biden's Inflation Reduction Act up to a, a maximum of $2,000. And so both of those things are at play if you go with a heat pump. But let's start with the efficiency main uh, one and the income-based one and, and, the, and the differences. I mean, I've got mini splits and I don't think mini splits are currently incentivized. So Bridget? Okay, great question. And mini splits are absolutely rebated. So thank you for that question. Um, our rebates at Efficiency Made for Heat Pumps have never been more generous. Um, so a low-income household would be eligible for up to $8,000 in Efficiency Made rebates. And as you mentioned, those tax credits stack on top of that. So there's a lot of money on, on the table for homeowners to take advantage of of a heat pump system, we're asking homeowners to use the heat pumps as their primary system. So I mentioned the low-income folks um, would be looking at a rebate of up to $8,000. Efficiency mean does need to sort of verify um, that they're low-income eligible, which means someone in their household receives main care um, or heating assistance or uh, supplemental food or SNAP program and TANF. So those four sort of benefit assistance lists would qualify that homeowner as eligible. Anyone in the home who's receiving any of those benefits. So, it's so not that's a, low income. They don't have to um, file tax forms or anything like that with you. It's just those categories. Those yep. Criteria. So they're getting that benefits assistance and um, deemed low income. And so efficiency mean sees them as low income as well. So that's our most generous rebate up to $8,000. Our moderate income folks, this is something that efficiency means been focused more and more on is that middle section, our, our moderate income mainers. And so we've got a rebate for those folks up to $6,000 for their heat pump installation. And that means that their adjusted gross income when they're filing their taxes for a single filer is $70,000 or less. And for a joint filer, $100,000 or less. So Anyone falling into that category would be our moderate income mainer and um, eligible for a rebate up to $6,000. And then for everyone else, we also have a rebate for them as well if they want to install heat pumps in their home and use them as their primary system, and they'd be eligible for up to $4,000.
Okay, fantastic. And now, so uh, as you as you just said, the the heat pump needs to be the primary source. And so I've heard. I think at the at your annual meeting, I think people talk about uh, uh, whole house heat pumps. Which yes. is so tell me the difference between that and a and a mini split, or is there a difference? Um, there's really no difference. We we want you to lean on your mini splits, singular or plural. Um, depending on the configuration of your home and the size of your home, we want 80% of your heat load to be served by the heat pump system. Um, and that would enable someone to be eligible for a, a heat pump rebate, turning off that central system and turning on those heat pumps and leaving them on all winter long and offsetting at least 80% of that heat load by the the heat pump system. All right. And, and I will just comment here that uh, there is a, a major installer of heat pumps here in Waterville who literally tells people to turn their heat pumps off in November and not turn them back on until March. Uh, and I wish somebody like that would be decertified as a dealer on your webpage because that just, it annoys the hell out of me. And I actually speak to them when, when I hear it and they go, well, we think that's the right thing to do. It's just, uh, anyway, it's the wrong thing to do. Uh, so thank you for that. So, uh, and on the, on the sheet, here, I don't know if this is still the one on the web page, but it says uh, the heat pump uh, your the the incentive for low income heat pump could be free, and uh, you know free matters. And so I don't know if you're still standing by that line, but you know eight thousand uh, dollars sounds like it probably could be. I mean, the downside is your 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 the the people you described as low income may not own their home, as you well know, and uh, that's a challenge. And and so is there any incentive for um, relative to climate change and greenhouse gases for a landlord to install heat pumps? Yeah, so great question, Steve. Um, you mentioned the governor's goals and the Maine Can't Wait um, document. So along with Efficiency Maine, another really important contributor to those goals is Maine Housing. And so Maine Housing has a heat pump program as well. It's a little different than Efficiency Maine, but they do cover the full cost of the heat pump for those low-income folks who are um, on heating assistance. So any HEAP eligible um, homeowner would want to call their local community action agency and take advantage of the main housing program. Um, but those numbers all sort of contribute to the, to the state goal. Um, we do have a heat pump water heater program through Efficiency Maine for low income. And so that may be what uh, you were seeing that that cost is um, completely taken care of by the rebate through efficiency means. So that is free to low-income mm. folks on the water heating side. Right. Thank you. That, um, that I was looking at incorrectly that you are correct. Thank you for making that correction. Yep. Your other question was around um, tenants and landlords. And so our residential programs are defined as single family, condos, and yes. duplexes. Thank you, Andy. Um, and so um, if you're a homeowner, owner-occupied, and low income or owner occupied and moderate income, then those more generous rebates are available to you. If you're a landlord, um, we have that 40% up to $4,000 rebate available to you. So you don't necessarily need to be the homeowner, uh, I'm sorry, the owner occupied um, individual for those scenarios. But the right. residential definition are those three things the single family duplex or condo. Okay, perfect. And so then there is a federal tax credit, which I think is a 30% up to $2,000. Uh, 
Uh, how is that going to yep. play into things? So, so people aren't going to get uh, a tax credit for um, part of the, the the upgrade that efficient domain is paid for. How does that all work? Uh, the tax credit, there are two, Steve, that apply. Um, one is 30% of the heat pumped uh, net cost up to $2,000 per year. And I just said a lot of things right then. Um, the other is 30% of the cert any circuit panel upgrades up to $600 per year. Um, so we switch what Bridget was just talking about. Our rebates are for the lifetime of the home. Uh, so you, you can't reapply the next year. The mm -hmm. tax credits are administered by the IRS, not by us. And they are percentage of the balance and they are per year. So you could actually put in a heat pump this year, get $2,000 federal tax credit, and you put in another heat pump next year and you get another $2,000 federal tax credit for the next 10 years. Um, so it's not as generous but uh, per year, but it goes for 10 years and it's in addition to our rebates. So if a person of any income, we have an example on our website, um, if you were to put in uh, say three heat pumps, for example, the example we have on our website shows that is $13,800. That's rounded to $14,000. You get the $4,000 rebate, regardless of income, everyone would get $4,000. Um, you get a federal tax credit of another $2,000. So your final cost would be $7,800. If you're saving roughly $1,000 a year, that's uh, an eight year payback. Um, very, very attractive. It, to use the other examples of moderate and low, going to the low income, that same system costing roughly $14,000 would get an $8,000 rebate and a $1,700 federal tax credit if they were eligible for federal tax credits for a final cost of $4,000. That could pay back of four or five years. So these are really attractive. They're rebates available for people of every income. Uh, and, and as Bridget said in the beginning, we've never had rebates this generous, and we've never had federal tax credits mm. anything like this before. So the federal tax credits are up to actually $2,600 per year. Right, and, and again, the, the Inflation Reduction Act is, is really the first ever uh, significant climate change related uh, uh, legislation in US history, interestingly enough. And so it, uh, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, they are phenomenally uh, in, uh, um, appealing. Um, so let, for, for context, though, let's make sure we talk about pricing uh, so because they're, they're to significant change. And I was kind of shocked. And I was sitting at a table with a couple of heat pump dealers at, in the Freeport meeting uh, and uh, was somewhat shocked. I mean, I paid around $3,000 for mine. Uh, back you know, starting in 2016, and um, what's your typical price today for for a mini split, for example? We're seeing a typical price. Uh, I, I have to preface it by it varies, so mm -hmm. they're different depending on the complexion, the complexity of the installation. But a good planning number is forty six hundred dollars. Uh, you can pay, and that's per indoor unit. Right. Uh, right. The example I just gave was a, a house that has. You said you have two in your house, the example I just gave was three. Mm. So that's that's a good planning number uh, for people to try and estimate what it might cost in their house. Right, okay, that's perfect. All right, and I inadvertently, uh, sorry about this, uh, 
Um, Bridget uh, was looking at the line for heat pump water heaters. Let's let's transition to, unless there's any final thing you want to mention on on home heating for with heat pumps. Well, actually, um, I don't think geothermal is on the list specifically, but maybe let's talk about that just real quickly before we go to heat pump water heaters. Uh, geothermal is on that list. It is uh, on the list. Okay. Yep, and we've very generous incentives there. We offer one a rebate equal to one third of the project cost up to a three thousand dollar rebate and geothermal of course uh, is um, I, I don't particularly care for that term it's a ground source heat pump in my mind um, and so that means you are using the ground which has an average temperature year round of around 50 degrees uh, to extract heat and heat your home rather than uh, an air source heat pump where it could be 20 below uh, they still work at 20 below. I mean, we had a 20 below thing last winter and my house house was fine, uh, but they obviously uh, are not as efficient at that point. All right. So one third of the cost up to $3,000, you said? Yeah, that's the efficiency main rebate. And then again, we've got federal tax credits on top of that. And the federal tax credit for geothermal is 30% of the project cost with no cap. No okay. oh, wow. Geothermal systems can run into the many, many tens of thousands of dollars. So the federal tax credit itself can be tens of thousands of dollars. Right. And so, and the the tax credit and the rebate uh, includes the cost of of drilling a well or putting a loop in the ground. Yes, total project cost. Okay, it's yep. not just the equipment. So that's important for people to know. Yes. All right. Okay. Let let then let's transition to heat pump water heaters. Uh, and I will just comment that uh, I went downstairs and looked. I actually uh, took a photograph of a of a typical uh, the yellow sticker that uh, at Home Depot, uh, and it said you know the, the functional cost of the one that I took a picture of was five hundred and fourteen dollars a year. Uh, and my best guess is that mine cost me about a hundred. Uh, so there's just huge opportunities for savings there. I run mine in heat pump mode exclusively. Um, and that just makes sense because there's only me and my cat who rarely takes a shower. <laughs> but anyway, let's. Uh, so, uh, Bridget, did you, were you did you want to do the heat start with the heat pump water heaters? Sure. So, so Andy and I both have heat pump water heater programs. I'm sure he's going to want to uh, sweep up after me. But for our low income Mainers, Efficiency Mean does have a program where Efficiency Mean will cover the full cost of that heat pump water installation. So. Um, We've got about 25 or so installers throughout the state of Maine that participate in that program. And when someone's interested in, in heat pump water heater install, um, Efficiency Maine would do that screening, verify that they're eligible, and then contact the closest participating installers. So it's very much a you know hand-holding kind of exercise, but the benefit there is that heat pump water heaters um, make lots of hot water, save hundreds of dollars, help dehumidify that basement space that they're installed in. Um, and they're a really popular measure in, in Maine. Um, so if anyone's interested, um, Efficiency Maine has on our website, and all of this information we're talking about is all over our website. So efficiencymaine.com, um, there is an income eligible page and um, anyone can go there and pre-qualify for their eligibility, whether that's low income or moderate income for the other measures we've been talking about. Um, but if there is a low income household interested in a heat pump water heater, Efficiency Maine can cover that full cost. And, and that's not a situation where 
uh, they where you send them a check later, that's paying for it up front. That's no correct. Up There's front. no out-of-pocket expense, and they would be using an installer that Efficiency Main has assigned to them. Right. That's uh, that's just absolutely just so fantastic. I, I think that's that's super. I, and I, I will just comment on the side here. I mean, I will probably come. We have time to electric vehicle uh, rebates, but I saw a post that you guys may have seen too that pointed out that if you install a, a heat pump, yeah, Andy's nodding, a heat pump water heater, uh, you basically have enough electricity to run your car. Uh, and so, you know, what? talk about a win-win. That's just, uh, uh, you know, the math is a little funky there, but it's it's not too far off. So, all right, perfect. And Andy, did you want to follow up on heat pump water heaters? Uh, yes, um, I wanted to add, uh, Bridget just talked about our uh, amazing low-income heat pump water heater program where you can get it. Uh, heat pump water here installed at no cost for our sand labor. Um, for everybody else in the state, we have not as generous, but um, the best offer we've ever had. We offer rebates, a uh, mail-in rebate up to $850, but the real best deals are our instant discounts. So you don't have to pay full price, send in your paperwork and wait up to six weeks for a rebate check. Is discounted on the spot. So if you could go to uh, Granite Group, is a distributor has branches throughout the state. They're listed on efficiencymain.com. You can walk in with $429 plus tax and walk out with a heat pump water heater that would cost roughly $2,000 anywhere else in the country. We um, Manufacturers, distributors, and retailers have all gotten together. We've negotiated reduced prices and we, we send money to them to bring the price down. Lowe's is now selling a heat pump water heater for $449. Um, again, you walk into the store with $449 plus tax, buy a heat and walk out with a heat pump water heater that would cost close to $2,000 anywhere else in the state. No, no rebate claim form. You can install it yourself or hire a plumber either way. And Home Depot is um, discounting them down to $549. Again, these are very close to $2,000 anywhere else in the country. Um, so we've got instant discounts for Anybody, commercial or residential use, you can install it yourself or hire a plumber. You can hire any plumber you want to. Um, and they save over $500 a year. So if people are taking notes, they cost under $500 to buy and they save more than $500 per year. Um, so they're actually the least expensive water heater to buy, right. the least expensive to own. So if you're have to replace your water heater anyway. There is no payback because they're actually cheaper day one. But if you have a working electric water heater, it's brand, it's working perfectly well. I tell you, it's costing a lot of money, but mm -hmm. it's working. You actually can go and replace your electric water heater with a heat pump water heater before it breaks down and you have it paid off in under a year. Uh, and I forgot, there's also 30% federal tax credit on top of that on the net price. So um, if you pay $449, for example, at Lowe's, you get 30% off that on your federal tax when you file next year. Mm -hmm. So this is a really big deal. Water heaters, electric water heaters, use as much electricity as everything else in the house combined, lighting, electronics, appliances. That water, that silent water heater you have in the basement uses more electricity than all those things combined. Mm -hmm. You can cut that by as much as 75%. Uh, saving, as we said, over $500 a year. 
it's it's a real sleeper of, of a money saver and it pays itself back. If you're replacing a broken one, there's it's an instant payback. There's nothing to pay back, it's cheaper. But even replacing a working one will pay for itself in a year. And as Bridget said, heat pump water heaters, as you know, Steve, they also dehumidify the room they're in. Right, I was going to mention that to make sure it got out there since they're typically in a basement uh, and a little dehumidification is, is helpful. And, and you know, in, in my, I mean, I have a small house, so I have a small basement, but uh, you'd think, well, geez, we're taking heat out of the basement. What's that do down there? At most, it's a couple degrees. It's just not that much. So, uh, and the, so the, the instant discount means that replaces the rebate. There's no rebate on top of that. That is the exactly. rebate. If you if you buy it on the internet or some other store, you pay full price. Um, send us a copy of the receipt and the details about the sale, and we'll mail you a check, um, not a discount, but a check for eight hundred and fifty dollars. Um, so you can use it anywhere. But at Lowe's and Home Depot, um, there's the, that process. You don't have to do that at all. You just walk in. The, the actual detail process is a little bit interesting, a little bit unusual for people. When you walk into Lowe's or Home Depot, you find they're not marked down to five forty four forty nine. They're marked at thirteen ninety nine. But there's a little efficiency main logo next to the price, and it's a QR code. You take out your phone, scan the QR code. You'll be on our website. We'll ask you a few questions. What's your name, address? Is it residential or commercial use? Either is fine. We just so know which it is. And what's your email address? You press enter, and we'll say, check your email. We just sent you. Hmm. Uh, a $950 custom just for you um, barcode uh, coupon. You take the $1,399 water heater down to the register. They scan it and they say it'll be $1,399, please. You then show them your phone and say, will this help? They scan your phone and say, oh, never mind, just $449. That's the number I just said. It's going to be $449. So um, you, you can do that right in the store. If you don't have a phone or if it doesn't work for you, you can just go down to the customer service desk and let them know, I'd like the 449 heat pump water heater and I don't have a phone. And they'll uh, jump on the phone with us and we'll give you that code over the phone. And but, that's that's so much, saves you guys so much effort of mailing checks and all that stuff too. So We also tried to make the program available to people who didn't have an extra $950 to wait six weeks. There's right. Some folks, that was a burden. So now we're saying with instant discount, there is no waiting six weeks. You don't need the 950. It is actually the cheapest water heater in the store, and it saves you over $500 a year. So we're trying to make the program available to everybody. Um, Bridget's program, for those who are low income, literally pay nothing for parts mm. and labor. That's that's even better. But we're saying for everybody else in the state, um, it's a cheaper to buy, cheaper to own, oh, and it helps dehumidify. Right. And uh, what's the current price of a of a, a installed heat pump water heater? The retail um, price, uh, uh, including labor, right? Um, I have that. I have to look that up, Steve. Let me make sure I'm saying the right thing. I mean, I paid eighteen. Mine was eighteen hundred before the rebate, but I'm sure the price is up significantly based on what you've already said. Um, yeah, the typical prices we're seeing right now is if you have an electric water heater and you want to hire a plumber. Um, $1,200 to $1,500 to remove the electric water heater and replace it with a heat pump water heater. So that would be two or three year payback. And if you have a forced hot water boiler and you want to take the hot water off it, and you should, um, that'll be over $3,000. So somewhere around $1,500 switching from electric and about $3,000 switching from oil or kerosene or propane mm -hmm. or natural gas. 
Yeah, no, I certainly agree. You don't want to running your boiler all summer long makes no sense. Uh, and that was yeah, one of the things that I did uh, early on here. All right, perfect. Uh, and again, just good stuff here. And, and before I forget to ask, uh, do we have any sense of when the time frame for the current incentives? Because the things obviously change with you guys every now and then. Um, our um, rebates, we've just updated the heat pump ones that Bridget went over uh, and the heat pump water heater rebates. We've had rebates for years. Um, I always worry when people ask that, are they really asking how long could I continue to waste electricity and still be eligible for the upgrade? I, I know you didn't imply that, Steve. Right. Um, but the numbers we're talking about, $500,000 a year, if you want to wait a year, you, you'll be $500 or $1,000 poorer because you would have been wasting that much money on um, wasted electricity in this case um, or oil. Um, so we, we the programs are subject to change at any time without notice. Um, but the energy savings in my mind is pretty compelling reason to go now, get the federal tax credits and get the rebates right now and start saving right away. Right. Would, you, would you add anything to that? That's perfect. Thanks, okay. Andy. And, and relative to wasting energy, I mean, just uh, just to come back to it, uh, you know, the previous owner at my place, their, her electric bill was on the order of, of $3,500. Sorry, not electric, but her total energy bill was on the order of $3,500 a year. And and using the, the buzzword of beneficial electrification, you know, that 3,500 became 1,200, you know? I mean, who's the, you know, you just got to do it. Well, you know, uh, Steve, on that point, I will tell you that uh, for me, it breaks my heart when I find out a friend bought electric water heater. Like, oh my gosh. Right. That's not just $500 a year. It's going to last for 10 years. That's a $5,000 expense they just incurred. No one would buy an, a water heater for $5,000 knowingly, yet some do. It, now in Maine, on heat pump water heaters, it's the number one state in the country for adoption mm -hmm. of heat pump water heaters. Um, most electric water heaters in Maine, about 60%, are heat pump water heaters. That's fabulous. The national average is 3%. So mm -hmm. uh, Mainers are buying heat pumps 20 times as often as the rest of the country. And one out of every 14 heat pump water heaters in the country comes to Maine. So Mainers have figured it out. Well, um, thanks to you guys. No, thanks, thanks to a bunch of smart plumbers and smart homeowners. Um, right. So the impact of, of missing an opportunity to switch to a heat pump water heater is, is literally thousands of dollars of lost money. Right. So if someone's wondering about when, now is a good time to do I, it. I'm on the verge of, I mean, I have a, an outline for a, a comment on the Maine well, weight plan that I will uh, work on one of these days for for, for an op-ed. Uh, and one of my suggestions is, why don't we put a 50% tax on electric water heaters? You know, just, I mean, nobody should install one. Just, yeah, there are a few yeah. times where electric makes sense. Um, but if you have space for a heat pump water heater, uh, it, it's it's boring. They're really boring. <laughs> you put it in and you'll never know you have it. You just find your dehumidifier runs. You won't even notice your dehumidifier is running less, but it is. These things will pull a, a gallon a day of uh, condensate out of the air for free, and you're going to have longer showers. They're bigger tanks, so they go about 25% more water, so 25% longer showers, uh, and then cut your bill 500 a year, and you'll you'll never really know it. So that's that's one of the problems with heat pump water They're really pretty boring. Um, right. And people do worry that they're going to run out of heat, but I mean, you can, I mean, if you run it in hybrid mode, it runs mostly in 
in uh, heat pump mode and then kicks the the electric um, element on if it needs to. Um, I only run it again in in full hybrid mode. All right, let's. Uh, who's the weatherization person? Let's uh, let's move on to that one. Just following through the governor's office press release here. Sure, I'll take that one, Steve. So again, um, a really uh, strong partner in all of these governor's goals uh, is Maine Housing. And so Maine Housing has a weatherization assistance program that also contributes to the to the state's um, larger goal. But Efficiency Maine has insulation rebates that, again, have never been more generous. Um, we've been um, very thoughtful to include this, you know, call out for our moderate income Mainers. So again, it sort of mirrors the heat pump rebates that I mentioned earlier. So our low income Mainers can qualify for a rebate up to $8,000 and our moderate income Mainers up to $6,000 and then everyone else up to up to $4,000. Um, so when looking at a typical installed cost around the state of Maine, that would be your basement, your walls, your attic, one of those zones or all of those zones that's sort of up to your insulation contractor. Um, we're looking at a typical installed cost of about sixty eight hundred. That's what we that's what we find. And so those rebates, um, the low income eight thousand, moderate six thousand, and all income four thousand, that's a huge chunk of of the um installed cost. And when um we're talking about those rebates, we have a cap. So it's, 80% up to 8,000, 60% up to 6,000, and 40% up to 4,000. So on a moderate income home, for example, and our moderate income, remember, is that adjusted gross threshold for a single filer being 70,000 or less, and for a joint filer, 100,000 or less of their adjusted gross on their taxes. So that Household um, is looking at a typical installed cost for insulation of around 6,800 and can expect an efficiency mean rebate after being verified through our website of uh, 4,080. So, really, the net cost to that homeowner is 2720 ish. And then again, we've got those federal tax credits to stack on top. Um, and that comes later. You know, your rebate is quite immediate. We say allow six weeks. Uh, we try to um, get it even sooner, but the federal tax credit um, will also contribute to this um, net cost when they file their taxes. Um, so really at the end of the day, that moderate income mainer looking at a $6,800 installed cost the cost to them after taking the rebates and the tax credits into account we're looking of around $2,300. And that's going to turn into a savings right off the bat as well. So Right off the bat. And we're saying, you know, typically what homeowners can expect to save if, uh, if they're heating their home with oil is around $400 a year. Um, and so that's about a payback of under six years, maybe five and a half years. Mm -hmm. In that I, I, scenario. And then the other thing that uh, you, you can't quantify is that you're more comfortable. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I did a net zero energy project a number of years ago over in uh, in the foothills of the White Mountains when I was living over there. Uh, and uh, net zero turned out to be a, a place that a, a building that was generating uh, a megawatt a year of electricity in excess. 
But the, uh, the the people who work there said, but the thing we just got to tell you about is that it's so much more comfortable. Uh, and I'll, I'll just mention at my house, I actually did uh, spray foam insulation uh, in two stages. I did the basement first because that seemed to be the leakiest and there was a, there was an improvement in the air changes. Uh, but it was noticeable. There was just, I mean, the, the house wasn't, ch the chimney effect was slowed down by doing the basement. And you'd never think of that. And then I did the north slope. Uh, on on uh, the the slope of the, my north facing roof, that I always had uh, um, lots of ice dams, mm -hmm. and uh, and I literally have not gone out as a sixty nine year old guy who shouldn't uh, and cleared the roof since then. There's never been an ice dam after I did put in the the, the insulation. So there's there's all these intangible benefits. Yeah, yeah you mentioned about. the benefit of being more comfortable. Uh, that's certainly a huge one. Um, reducing your your heating costs is what I had mentioned, or you know, a typical home saving around four hundred dollars, and then reducing your air conditioning costs, making your home more usable. Those unusable spaces now are usable. Um, so there's a lot of benefit to um, undergoing an, an insulation project. Right, and uh, I would add to that personally, I, I grew up in a house that was not well insulated. We didn't know it, and. I thought it was common that everyone left their shower running all night on cold nights <laughs> to keep the pipes from freezing. Mm -hmm. That is not uh, necessary. That was a poorly insulated house. If your house is insulated, you shouldn't have any frozen pipes. So frozen pipes, uncomfortable rooms, uh, ice dams, uh, all, all those issues uh, can be uh, largely mediated by insulation and paid for by energy savings. I'm glad you brought that up, Steve. It's not just a financial play, it's a home comfort play. That's correct. And uh, and and you just mentioned, uh, Bridget, uh, air conditioning, and we didn't actually say that yet, but just to make sure that everybody knows, if you get a heat pump, unlike a boiler, which can't cool your home, a heat pump can run uh, you know, 30% more efficiently as an air conditioner compared to a window air conditioner. Uh, and personally, I run it in heat in uh, dry mode, and, you know, 79 degrees in, 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 with lower humidity works just fine for me. Uh, and, you know, being a native Mainer, I only run it, I only admit to running it two weeks a year, um, but uh, dry mode works. So, um, you know, that's, that's another huge advantage uh, for, uh, for putting in heat pumps. Um, I'm, glad you mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned there are actually five for people who don't have heat pumps. Um, we should point out that we, we know there are five things a heat pump can do. It can heat at half the traditional cost. It can air condition, as you mentioned. It can dehumidify, as you mentioned. Um, it also can work as a ceiling fan and just blow not, neither heated nor cooled air on you that uses just a tiny fraction of electricity. It's, it works as a ceiling fan. And the fifth thing it does is it filters the air. Mm. And I know uh, several years ago, uh, we had the heat pumps turned off. It was a summer night. We had the windows open. And some type of allergen blew in through the window and woke me up, had a sneezing attack. And I um, I shut the windows. I was sneezing so hard, I was sweating. Shut the windows. I turned the heat pump on fan only. And within a few minutes, whatever it was that had blown in had been filtered out and I went back to sleep. But that was, for me, a really powerful example of the filtering capability of a heat pump that mm -hmm. you don't get uh, through a forced hot water um, boiler. Yeah, I've never heard anybody uh, phrase it quite that way. That the five things that heat pumps do, but that's uh, that's really great information. Uh, and in the past, you guys offered a rebate for a home energy audit, and that's not on your radar anymore. But there is there is a federal tax credit for it, uh, a small one. But energy audits are not a big cost. Uh, do you want to just comment on why you dropped that? Is was it only because of the federal tax credit, or more practical reasons? 
Thanks, Steve. So what efficiency means rebate was really the um, the air ceiling with energy assessment. So it was the air ceiling piece that efficiency mean was rebating because that's how we're generating energy savings. And so that was a $500 rebate for that service. What we've done now um, is folded that air ceiling component right into the insulation project as a whole. So we're not parsing out air ceiling separately from insulation. It is one large project and your insulation contractor will um, decide what's most appropriate for your home. So so they could decide to do uh, an, you know, uh, a blower door test, for example, but it's not required. Is that correct? Uh, for insulation, we do require a blower door. You do, okay. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. So let's uh, let's continue on here. Um, so clean energy jobs was in the press release, but that's not really why we heard talking about. So I guess maybe the the next step is to talk uh, about electric vehicle uh, rebates. Uh, sure. So Andy's got an electric vehicle, so I'm sure he's got a lot of things to say about it. Uh, but I'll just go over the rebates that. Uh, Efficiency main offers. And again, these are the efficiency main rebates. There are also tax credits at the federal level available to sort of stack together uh, to offset your cost. Um, efficiency main has rebates for um, all electric and plug-in hybrids. For low income mainers, efficiency main has a used a, a used vehicle rebate as well. And that's only for our low-income mainers. Uh, these rebates are to, um, they're designed to sort of be those instant discounts, like Andy was mentioning for our heat pump water heaters. It's going to be um, taken right off the cost at the dealership. So that's how things are designed. There are a handful of dealerships that are not available in Maine, Tesla being one example. And for those rebates, there is a, a mail-in component that's available, but really the um, rebates are designed to be instant at the dealer. And on our website, we've got you know all the participating dealerships around the state. We've got lots of maps around our infrastructure that's um, growing and, and being built um, every week. There's, there's uh, sites being added. Um, Andy, being an owner, I'm sure has more detail to share. Yeah, well, they they are fun, Steve. I don't know if you've switched to electric vehicle yet, but if you haven't, I, I bought a 2013 uh, plug-in Prius. Uh, interestingly enough, and so it was just joyful to drive it in electric mode. And my daughter has it now, so I don't have an electric vehicle at this point. <laughs> it's on my radar. My wife, but well, you know what it's like. My wife drives a plug-in Prius, and uh, it's fun. Uh, it's right. a lot of fun. The um, on the incentives uh, for electric vehicles, there are again two types. There are a lot of numbers that we're throwing around, Steve, and, and I don't think that we expect people to memorize it. I think the magic is we're not talking about $14 or $15 or $75. We're talking about thousands and thousands of dollars available in rebates from efficiency main and thousands more available in federal tax credits. And that's why we're so grateful to, to be on your show to let people know we, we have never seen anything like this and in the generous incentives on electric vehicles, the rebates, which are instant discounts, I, should, I say instant discounts from efficiency main at the dealer are for low income people, $2,500 for a used EV from a participating dealer, $3,000 for a plug-in hybrid, $7,500 for a full battery electric. So that's $2,500 to $7,500 for low-income people. 
And that $2,500 deal is the best thing we've got because you can get a used electric vehicle at a very, very steeply discounted Mm. rate. And for people of any other, uh, uh, for moderate income, we've got incentives of $2,000 for plug-in hybrids and $3,500 for full electric. And those are, in addition to those, all these numbers we're throwing out, there's another federal tax credit up to $7,500. So very similar numbers. You're seeing thousands of dollars for heat pumps and insulation, electric vehicles, and heat pump water just don't cost thousands. So the incentives aren't thousands, but they cover most of the cost. Uh, And uh, people, I I love electric vehicle. I drove 9,000 miles before I ever used a public charging station. So I wake up every morning, my car is full, um, and I don't have to fill it up uh, unless I'm going on a long trip. Go down to New York City, no problem. I've been up to Monson, Maine. I've been anywhere I want to. A friend just borrowed it for a road trip to northern New York. Um, they're, they're a lot of fun to drive. They're quiet. The uh, maintenance consists of tires, uh, and you have to put in wiper fluid, um, and that's pretty much it because there is no oil to change. There is no radiator. There is no exhaust system. There is no transmission. Uh, there's no engine. There's no fuel tank. Uh, there's really not much to do on electric to have to maintain. So they're fun, they're quick, extremely quick, um, and they're very low maintenance. Um, and people love them, as you can speak to yourself, Steve, as you just mentioned. People really enjoy electric vehicles. Right, and all the things you just said in terms of maintenance and everything is comes up in in my sustainability courses. And uh, almost uniformly, students will come into the that section of the course and say, eh, "I'm not really interested," and it'll be. 50 years before I ever buy a vehicle like that. And then almost all of them at the, at the end say, where can I go? And when can I get this done? Uh, so uh, it, your your testimonial is exactly right. You know, and data show that that uh, last time I saw the number, like 90% of people only charge at home. You yeah. know, they only, it's only 10% of the time when they're really doing a trip. Uh, we did a, a uh, uh, just before COVID, we did an Earth Day drive-in at Thomas College. Uh, and we had, you know, eight or 10 people show up with with vehicles and let people drive them. And uh, somebody with, with a Tesla had just come back from Denver. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, he said, you know, we, sure, we had to fill up a few times, but it just wasn't a big deal. And uh, so it, uh, it, it I, I tell people that I can charge my car from a 10 percent charge to a 90 percent charge in between 10 and 20 seconds of hands on time. The point is, I don't sit around and watch it charge. I come home, I step out of the car, I close the door, I plug it in, I go and have dinner with my wife and do what we're doing, go to sleep, wake up, and it's full. I, I, I don't I don't spend time, uh, I, I don't know when it's done charging. It charges at 44 miles an hour. I don't, I don't really care how long it is. The only time I really care about speed to charge is if I'm making a long trip more than 300 miles. And then the car will navigate itself to a, a charger. Um, you're in Waterville, the charger there. I can charge my car at over a thousand miles an hour. Now I don't have a thousand miles of battery, so it couldn't possibly take that long. But if you need a hundred uh, miles of range, takes six minutes um, at a thousand miles an hour. Um, and so, if you need to charge while you're driving, uh, while you're in a trip, which is unusual for me. They charge very, very fast. Right. And at home, they don't charge nearly as fast, and I don't really care. They would always be full. I, I love your line that it takes 20 seconds to charge it. It's the 20 seconds that takes you to plug it in. 
Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, as I have hands on time. I, yeah, I, that, I, that's I, a great I, line. So seconds. you're listening here to, uh, on WERU FM to Power for the People. WERU FM is 89.9 in Blue Hill, 99.9 in Bangor. And the guests are Senior Program Managers at Efficiency Maine, Bridget Gilbert, Gifford, and Andy Meyer. And we're running a little bit short on time here. Um, so uh, in looking at the uh, the press release from the governor's office, it talks about the fact that uh, their modeling says to meet our emissions goals, we need 219,000 EVs by 2030. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to miss that one. Uh, but where are the, uh, and so you, your, I believe your rebates are 100% from the Volkswagen settlement deal where they were faking their emissions. Uh, is that I'm correct? not sure what all the funding sources are now. That is what got the program started. You're right about that. And so, best guess. Uh, I mean, so if, if multiple things are funding it, uh, what I was where I was going was when does the Volkswagen money run out? But uh, there's other sources that come online. Yeah, we're as I as we mentioned in the beginning, we have multiple sources of funding of efficiency. Maine, we have a number of uh, advocates who have been doing a great job keeping us funded, and we have some really smart people at Efficiency Maine. Who, who try to make this funding uh, details transparent to participants. Um, that said, if you're if you're not taking advantage of our programs right now, EVs, for example, um, now's a good time to go. The sooner you switch to EVs, the sooner you're going to start having fun, have a quiet ride, and start saving money on fuel. My, my car costs about the electricity for my car costs about the same as spending a dollar and fifty cents a gallon for gasoline. That's the number I always use. In, in okay, but it's about it's about a buck and a half. That's right. Yeah. So I would say again, now's a good time. <laughs> and to piggyback on that, Andy, I think Andy and I today shared a lot of numbers and a lot of different programs. And I just wanted to draw people's attention to the efficiencymain.com website. And then also we've got an eight six six number. We have a call center in Maine in Brunswick who. Um, is just waiting for your call to answer any question whatsoever. So I want to just share that number really quickly, which is 866-376-2463. So if you have any questions about Efficiency Main whatsoever, the Efficiency Main website at efficiencymain.com or 866-376-2463. And that was exactly where what I wanted to close with to make sure that people knew that efficiencymain.com is a great resource plus the phone number that you gave. And I also will mention that the last time I looked, there's 11 or 12 states that have efficiency programs similar to this, you know, efficiency mass or whatever it might be called. So uh, we're not unique here. Uh, and and uh, again, most of that, many of those are funded by Reggie as well, the, the incentive-based um, carbon market. So you've been listening to Power for the People here on WERU-FM uh, with guests Andy Meyer and Bridget Gifford, Senior Program Managers at Efficiency Maine. Uh, Power for the People airs the fourth Wednesday of each month in the public affairs time slot at 4 p.m. And so join us next time to learn about energy topics, policies, technology, uh, solutions for your life, uh, and how you can save some money and reduce your carbon footprint. I'm Steve Kyle. Take care. See you next month.